0: A woo, a woo, a woo My broken kazoo, Petey I have a broken kazoo It doesn't doesn't even kazoo right I'm mad (laughs) But I can kazoo without a kazoo (laughs) I can't do it anymore Let's go
1: Amigos, welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm still here on Patrick's couch. He he hasn't let me go uh, all week.
2: Hey, uh, I, I fed sh- you. You were given food and water.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 sir. sing. Uh,
2: I'm here. We're here to
1: talk about music. We're here to share music with each other. As we do every week, uh, the provider of
2: music this week is none other than Patrick. Patrick what do you got for us this week uh gonna get back into the metal but something a little bit different than the uh the last metal with uh the band nevermore and their album dead heart in a dead world
1: mm-hmm. um, i didn't get to introduce myself
2: i had oh. a prop
1: <laughs> i was gonna say oh wait oh wait i forgot we got people oh wait let's let's back around all right record breakers i'm peter ray for your man window playing. Here with me, of course, is my crew, my team, my squad. Uh, it's all kind of like flipped around because I'm not at home at the home base, so I, I, I lost track of what I was doing. Uh, and you know how easily I lose track of what I'm doing even when I'm at my home base. So, uh, But yeah, I've got my team, my squad. I've got Brett.
0: Yak,
3: yak, yak. I've got Drew. We rewinded for that.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't see that. That ruined it. I, I was, okay. Record breakers was an inside job. Yes. And we got Patrick.
1: Hello again. Yes. <laughs> gotta, we got we to gotta do the proper introduction. So I forgot. Editorial overreach. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, but it was, my, it was my fault. I, I will admit it. it is my fault.
0: People uh, aren't going to know who Drew is. Yes. Like,
3: like what? people don't know who I am anyway. So what's the matter? Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, but yeah, Patrick. We'll talk about the metal. <laughs> We're we'll talking about metal, as Patrick said. uh Nevermore, dead heart in the dark. Dead heart, dead, dead, <laughs> dead heart in the dead world. Award-winning <laughs> podcast. Yes. uh Which award? No, We're
0: not quite which sure. Award. <laughs> uh it's certified dank. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, I, we won the star.
1: Yeah. Uh nearly award nominated. Uh
3: <laughs> <laughs> we refused ourselves.
2: Yeah. By the by the diamond group. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Uh yes, yeah, we're talking about nevermore. Uh Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album?
0: Okay, so one of my best childhood friends uh came home from a, a failed stint at the Columbia College in Chicago. Um and he came back with a nevermore tattoo um, that uh, threatened his inheritance. Um and uh you know even that didn't inspire me to actually dig into this music. Um the uh, the uh the, I the, there are, you know, there are other Notable nevermore memories in Brett Hibbard's life uh, up till now. Um, I did hear some of uh, some of the stuff uh being played um, while I was working in the music store, um, but it was brief and unmemorable um, and I've heard a million people try to play licks off of these, um, especially sweet picking um, and, and and i've I've seen some YouTube videos, but other th- musically I, I I knew what I was getting into broadly. But specifically, I did not know this album or this band very well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, true. What were your expectations coming into this album?
3: With a name like Nevermore, um, you're either going to get some sort of goth band or some sort of like sort of possibly veggie prog uh, metal like band singing about fantasy themes um, was usually my thought. So I was expecting maybe a little bit of that with some metal, Um, and I was worried because, as was alluded to uh, before, uh, in our last recording, maybe sometimes Swagger's picking metal is not my uh, would not be my first picking metal. (laughs) So I was like, oh yeah, that might be a thing. Yeah. But we'll get into whether that proved itself out or
1: not. Yeah, uh, you know, I had, I had an inkling of what we might get into, but uh, you know, I wasn't absolutely sure. I definitely was curious as well. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the theme elements?
2: Um, so Nevermore, kind of the, they're power metal adjacent because they don't really want to be called power metal. They don't. They don't do the real like grandiose sort of Iron Maiden power metal thing, but it's it's essentially like uh, technical progressive death metal, but with sung vocals as opposed to screamed, and, and a little more melodic than that, and they're not afraid of a ballad or seven. Um, really, this band to me revolves around the fact that Jeff Loomis justifies the existence of seven-string guitars in my mind. Um, I, I love, like, like he he's one of the most technically sound players in metal and uh doesn't really sound like anyone else there's a lot of people who try to sound like him but don't do it well um this this is their first album that that heavily featured seven string guitars uh and uh I mean there is you know they they still play sixes on some stuff but like to me up and before this time, the only person I had ever really heard play a seven-string guitar were the guys from Corn. They're not that good, like they 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 were they were basically using you know they they put drop tunings and bar chords and it's it, it sounded cool when I was like thirteen, but anytime after that, like it, it you you can see right through it. Jeff Loomis plays a seven-string guitar like it's it's just an extended range six. It allows him to go lower than than he would, but you know it isn't it isn't all like super tuned tuned down strings rattling around like this is. It's a seven-string guitar in standard tuning almost exclusively. Uh, He does crazy sweet. Cut, cut. You're out. You can't hear you. I thought you're that was like just the, me yeah. for a second. I was like, did something... There, you're, you're back. Okay, so apparently uh, technical difficulties. Uh, lots of crazy sweet picking and solos. And uh, I, I really, I listen to this album for for Jeff Loomis. Uh, for Jeff Loomis mostly. World Dane has okay vocals. They're unique. They don't really sound like anyone else. Uh, the drum stuff's okay, but it's not, it's not special in the way a lot of other bands of this era are to me but uh i just i still enjoy this this record now and uh it's got one of my favorite metal songs of all time on it that was really the reason i picked it mostly for one song mm-hmm. uh but
1: we'll get into tracks in in the next block but uh brett how would you describe this album musically what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention
0: well i i mean I'm familiar with mr Loomis and and what he does with an extra string that he would not you you would not be able to have that extra string to sweep onto if it was a baritone guitar um, but yeah it's it, it this is modern heavy metal um, uh, and you know th- this band has dashes of of prog metal and and thrash thrown in um, and some very skilled technical guitar work um, and you know it there there are some novelty metal vocals that poke in, but it's not overbearing. The drums are what you would expect. I mean, it's not going to change your world uh, view on drums. Uh, they certainly know how to employ a double kick pedal. Um, the the guitars align pretty well with what you would expect for the genre and period. It's 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 not all you know open Z tuning fart guitar, but uh, you know the the, the guitars do. Have sort of a percussive effect, which is uh, which is what I sort of think of with this genre. Is when you palm mute and you have a slack B string that's tuned to something. Who knows what?
2: Um, this is you, almost uh, exclusively, I think, in standard tuning. Maybe a half step down, but the reason they went to the reason they went to sevens was specifically so they didn't tune down, so he could keep normal string tension. But B strings on B strings, the the best B string in the world is gonna sound a little bit like a bass string because it kind of is.
0: Well, yeah, you, you, you start running into problems with the, the amount of tension that's on the string. And when you pluck the string, you know, the string's vibrating. It's going to start smacking frets because it's, it's a guitar. They're, you know, it's, it's just it's part of the deal. Um, when, you, when you see somebody um, who's doing it wrong, you'll definitely hear the string slapping against things that it's not supposed to. You won't have the sustain. Also, it's really hard to set two guitars up when you're that low to make them both be in the same pitch up the neck, you sort of hear that. So the production work was worked. It was, it was good. Um, the number of pitch harmonics, um, and speedy sweet picking gymnastics was less than I was expected. Um, but I'm not really sure. I think it was post this, that it became the, like, let's see how many times we can play a diminished scale up and down a neck in one stroke. Um, but uh it's it doesn't have it doesn't hit all of the tropes of of the time but uh there's definitely the 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 smell of the early 2000s um and I'll get into that when we break into the songs mm-hmm. in the next block yes
1: <laughs> uh Drew what would be the themes elements that caught your attention
3: um the heaviness of this album sort of hit me in a weird way um and this is This is sort of a warning to folks on this podcast, uh, folks who might guest on this podcast, or any metal bands that might be listening. If you can make me feel like John Romero may listen to your band while coding, I might really enjoy your music. Um, Because that's (laughs) sort of... I sort of got that vibe from a lot of the tracks on here. Um, Just because of... The tonality and the variation on it. And it's a very well put together record on all, in a lot of ways. Um, the guitar work is like they said, by far the best part. Um, and again, that variation, I think, is important in this. There is sweeping epic guitar lines. there is some cool crunchy palm muted type stuff. There's some crazy stuff going on uh, in the guitar. The weird part to me is Patrick sort of fluffing off the vocals. I thought the vocals were actually like right up there. I really enjoyed um uh, World, World Dane's Dane voice.
2: is a an acquired taste. I I love Nevermore. He is my least favorite part of it and I still like him. But
3: that's weird.
2: I he he does some it. weird I things, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and that was that was my hope was is if, can I find metal that Drew likes because I take out the screaming and put something different in because like it's I it's not it. it's it. it's not uh like the shrieky high pretty vocals it's gritty <laughs> and powerful yeah. and You're very he he's I guess he's he's has like operatic training yep. and yeah, sort of took that in the that metal it
1: makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yep.
2: How, how would you
3: compare five years of opera training?
0: How how would you compare it to the vocals from, let's say, the Hulk Rules? Um, the uh, the Jimmy I Hart eyes, the the the, the faux Sammy H- Hagar. He's I mean,
3: he's no, he's no Mouth of the South. Let me yeah.
0: tell you, um, <laughs> it was not Halford. Let's just say it wasn't. No, Halford. But, it, but it isn't trying it to be Halford
3: trying. either. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. But it, I I really enjoyed it a lot. Um. But also, what's weird about this album, we have back-to-back albums that deal with a lot of, like, politics in them. Um, You have, actually, a fair bit of, like, right out on front street, laid bare before you, like, political views that are, like, pointed fingers at stuff. Whereas, like, this sort of metal album, like, I'm just... Maybe it's just something I've never dived into, but, like, I've never really heard... That be a huge part of this sort of like sort of heavy progressive metal sort of sound. Um, but in the same vein, like it was really cool to hear something like that. Um, you heard admonishments of like drug law and stuff in this album, which was really kind of cool. Um, and that's that's sort of the thing it's like it has. A little bit of everything. Yeah, they, they don't shy away from like a slower, pretty song, but at the same time, they can flip that switch very easily into something that is, if I'm going to use another John Romero callback, it can get into the like rip and tear guitar parts very, very quickly, which I think is kind of cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it has a lot of really cool elements to it. As far as like that metal sound, yeah, like and the, yeah, I, I agree with you, Drew. I actually dug the vocals. The fact that they were they had a melody to them, they had a range to them, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks?
2: So I'll do the record breakers thing just because I think it shows one side of the band really well. Narcosynthesis, uh, it's heavier than hell. It's fast. You get you get the super tight drums, which I I really like. Like I don't like sloppy metal drummers outside of Dave Lombardo, who isn't super sloppy. But compared to the guys who learned from that. Is nowhere near as tight like it's just it's the nature of coming out of thrash versus guys who listen to thrash and then heard mike portnoy and put the two together um and it's it's a super tight track uh jeff loomis is being jeff loomis and like i said i feel like he justifies the existence of seven string guitars and metal music in a way most guys don't um and and that's that's a really good example of it um I'll go with uh one of the ballads the heart collector uh just because it, it's like the chord progression is basically sounds like a pop song but it's still kind of heavy and uh and it's it's you know it's got some some good guitar stuff on it like all these do uh the river dragon has come is probably the closest you can say to this going straight up power metal you know just being kind of that thing but my favorite metal song maybe of all time uh believe in nothing uh that song like the first time i heard it i'm like holy shit what is this this is amazing and uh that was like 15 years ago it's to me it's one the the chorus lick on it is like this super super like thick heavy guitar line and it has a really 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 fun guitar solo and it's and it's not uh it's not a meatily meatily me sweet picky solo Although Jeff Loomis does that better than most, it's like just a straight up like rock and roll guitar solo with a few Meadly Me's, but it's um, it's really good. I think uh, this is on the vocal side this is like what i think world dane does best like it's really like powerful over like a heavy ballad kind of thing and i also really really like the closer on this dead heart in a dead world the t- the sort of title track uh you think you're gonna get another ballad and then it's kind of one of the heaviest songs on the record and it's so the last song on albums is rarely really good but this one's one of them mm-hmm. uh brett what would be some of the key tracks for you
0: Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal.
1: Um, uh,
0: narcosynthesis, we'll start it off with that. Um, you know, it, it, it gives you that open position growl uh, from the guitars. There's plenty of drums, uh, <laughs> plenty of them, just enough. Uh, there, there's some stereo vocals, with like some with some modulation effects. Um, unfortunately, this song sort of smells of its era. Um, there, there was d- a definite stench of God smack type sound that that uh, that was not ex- not unexpected um, you know it's it's of its era i mean we're talking you know bush gore time uh you know the, these the guitar solos were fun there were there were uh, real decent two-part harmonies on the solos um, but they had solid use of a wah pedal um, and th- that can be abused a wah pedal, a chorus, a chorus pedal, and and meatly mes is, is is a recipe for disaster a lot of times, um, but they they made it work. Um, uh, inside four walls, uh, uh, I enjoyed the guitar work. Um, go figure. Um, but uh, there's some some pretty technical stuff going on uh, with the sweet picking. Uh, but on the other hand, th- there's major parts of it that's just your good old minor gin and tonic like your grandpa played, um, you know, so it, it, it's not overplayed. Your ear can digest it. Um, because like, if you listen to like, let's say, Ballon Holdsworth or weird music or extra fast stuff, um, sometimes you have trouble following along. Um, it just turns into this unintelligible mess of no- noise that, you know, obviously is played with skill, but like sometimes it's hard to, hard to, follow this album didn't have any problems that they when they wrote these solos they they knew to take breaths um in their guitar playing which is important um they did really well uh the river dragon has come i tried to make an ejaculation joke like five or six times it didn't work so come up with your own um by spotify's measure this is the second most popular song off this album um this song takes its time and it goes places um it, it has it has a sort of overproduced quality that's that's just far enough up its own butt that it's the kind that I that it's, it's heavy metal up your butt that I like the most because like heavy metal musicians portray themselves as like comic book villains and they really you know they're like Glenn Danzig they got to go and get cat litter too um, and I and I love it when 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 people extra spice things up um and it, it had just enough of that um you know it, it's it, i can imagine that a bean pole of a teenager thinking that like that song was the pinnacle of music and nothing that hits his ears will ever be better and that really made me smile uh i found it very enjoyable um along with a lot of songs this, this, this people these guys know what they were up to um and uh there are a lot of people that listen to this album that will be at your local guitar center right now trying to do it. Yeah.
2: Um uh, so I was in Guitar Center the other day and I just there did was you one try dude. To do something? No, I can't play this shit. I ain't good. <laughs> uh but there was there was just from this air, there was a dude just playing repeatedly every other uh every other Lamb of God song I'd ever heard, and I've heard a lot of them. It's that—that That is the era we are in, but I feel like these guys don't sound like that, and that's what's fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, and, and the Guitar Center rule is if the music was released about 20 years ago, it's taken 20 years for that guy to get to this point, and he's going to show everybody. So, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it, this album moved somebody to go to Guitar Center and annoy the guy working behind the counter like going boo do clank clank and yeah. I, I I I really enjoy that. The world would be a whole lot dumber if people weren't out there trying to one up each other by playing things that other people wrote.
1: hmm Uh Drew. What would be some of the key tracks for you?
3: Well, that's why I would never be able to work in a music. Let's store. start a let's start no. a cover band, Drew. Yes.
0: Yeah, oh. heavy metal together. I do have Marshalls behind me, which is kind of weird because I don't use them for that. But yeah, yes, you, you use them for, for for beverages. Damn it! <laughs> if d- we're
2: starting a metal band, I just sold my Mesa Boogie. I'm screwed.
0: <laughs> uh, too bad. It's, it's jazz now. Yeah, um, jazz metal.
3: I I I have the jazz bass. Like I, I, I can I can grab it right now. Um. No, but like. Narcosynthesis. Um it is an it is a song that starts out crunchy, in your face, super powerful. Um the albums already talking about drugs, which is great. Um Hey, hey, hey Yes, as as we uh may or may not know, uh, depending on if it made it into pre show the show. Why? <laughs> Or wait, no, it was actually from oh, the time. show.
0: Drew, number one advocate for drugs. Wait, yeah. No. I smoke a
3: lot Just of call weed him hey. Up. hey, hey, hey. Smoke weed every day. Um yeah. I, I, I know me a lot of drugs. Um which if we're gonna keep on going with that sentiment, uh, inside he four walls. A, he he, I he also,
1: eats a lot of marijuanas. I, That's right. I
3: I am I am responsible for the taking of so many marijuanas. He's um,
0: a, he's a jazz cigarette aficionado. I,
3: I, I I have five marijuanas a day. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I super dank. I am the dankest of marijuanas. Um, Inside Four Walls, if we're gonna go on that. Um, another song about drugs, but this one, uh, in a more political bent. Um, I feel like it's, it's it, almost like in a punk rock demeanor that you give like a giant fuck you to like. Certain laws and certain methods of um, jail time uh, decisions, which is weird. And then how we haven't mentioned the cover yet.
2: Yeah, I don't exactly I, I purposefully avoided it because it has not aged well. <laughs> I loved it. Really? Loved really? Yeah. That surprises like, me because it, it's like the one on this like, okay, I'm going to skip this. <laughs> And i Look, love re- I love the original song, like sound of Silence is a beautiful song,
3: yeah, Simon Garfield, great, don't get me wrong um although I know I'm probably in the minority, but I really like you can call me out better, but um i, I- I'm with, with you on that. phone
0: over Paul Simon any day of the week, so we can all be bad, yeah
3: huh. yeah we all disagree on things sometimes and that's okay because we'll get to the same means in the end, I think. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It has, it lets the original sort of be remembered and revered and respected, but yet makes it, it, the song is their own thing. And then there's their, they make it have their voice. And I think that's really the sign of a really solid cover. Uh, in the pre-show, I mentioned what I think is the greatest cover of all time, which is Skank and Pickle doing Devo's "Gates of Steel." Um, but as Brett shakes his head at me for uh, you audio, he it. knows
0: exactly what the best cover song is. What is that, Drew? What hmm. it is "Girls on Film" by Wesley Willis. Oh
3: God!
0: <laughs> it's it's right in the chat, right under Skank and Pickle. Sorry, I thought we, we were going to have a bit there, and it didn't
1: work. So.
3: <laughs> nope completely forgot don't look at the chat usually usually have it closed um unless i have something dumb to put in the back chat to try to make somebody chuckle um but um yeah i, I really enjoyed the sound of silence as a cover song oh um. mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah it's it's a pretty pretty cool interesting cover and it's fun to listen to uh yeah, and, and some really cool tracks uh, on there. Did enjoy Narcosynthesis as well. It's a great opener. Kind of gets you in the mood right away as soon as you pop it in, start playing. Uh, but yeah, let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusions, some conclusive thoughts on the album. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusions on this album as a whole? Well, conclusively, I will conclude that uh,
0: this was an enjoyable experience, though it really didn't... I'm going to conclude it. Yeah, it wasn't Um, life-changing. There's quality workmanship in every corner of this album. I I, I think it's totally cool, um, but I doubt that I'm going to go out of my my, my way to listen to it anytime soon. Um, I think of it like, oh uh hallucinogenic drugs uh it's a great non-addictive experience that would be lessened by overuse yeah. um this this album is is okay periodically yes
1: in doses as it were yeah uh drew what would be your conclusive thoughts
3: um i usually i usually harp on a lot like eh, I'm i'm glad to get this over with i'm glad to get out of here or whatever um but this is going to be something that I'll probably throw on, uh, when I get into work, when I know, um, my metal loving, uh, friend at ARA is in the back of precinct. That is, it's something that is going to be, uh, kept in the back of my mind. It is something that I very much enjoyed and I'll probably go find some of their other stuff. Um, and sort of be one of the ones that like, Hey, maybe they could get back together and make another album like, a. Uh, Somebody we recently reviewed also there, did, and make it pretty
2: good. There's the distinct possibility it will happen. They they parted on amicable terms that said Jeff Loomis is with Arch Enemy right now. And yeah. I assume he's. Mm-hmm. I assume he's going to keep getting them checks for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But I I would not be surprised to see another Nevermore album before long, assuming you know, barring some sort of tragedy. Yeah, their name says it all. Uh, <laughs> Nevermore. Uh
3: quote, quote, quote the limits. Nevermore.
1: Exactly. Uh, damn, and now we have another uh non non used episode title. <laughs> That's right. Because we don't do episode titles. Uh but yeah.
3: Uh it could always start.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts? Uh I really, I, I hadn't listened to Nevermore in a minute. And uh, like three or four weeks ago, I just like stuck on this album and was like reminded damn, this is really good. Um, I, I will say this there, the album that followed this, um, which is escaping my mind right now, uh, is better, except that you have to find a really specific remixed, remastered version because the original recording is hot garbage. But um, enemies of reality. Yeah, enemies of reality. It's if you like, uh, it gets a little more like crazy technical uh, uh, time signature stuff mixed in with. You know Jeff yeah. Loomis being it Jeff was, Loomis. It
1: was due to the mixed reception of the album's production by Kelly Gray. It was remixed and remastered by Andy Sneep in and first 2005 reissue.
2: Yeah. So, it, and it's also not on Google Music, and I don't want to put anyone through that. But if you get a chance, go listen to Enemies of Reality. The, it's I think it's called remixed and remastered. It's phenomenal. But this this album I picked because I. Love, uh, I love several songs on it, and believe in nothing is one of my favorite things. Like I was all super excited when All That Remains covered it like five years ago. Uh, it's it's fun, and it reminds you that like seven string guitars don't just have to be like smack jangly corn shit. Like you know, Steve Vai could use them, and John Petrucci could use them, but like neither of them are super metal, and this is super metal. So uh, yeah, go listen to it hmm
1: go listen to it that's our motto. Uh, you should have already because it's your homework do your homework uh but yeah those are our thoughts on nevermore now we get to the main event of the evening the main event of the evening what well, we've all been waiting for our haiku reviews let's get things started uh i'll start with you brett brett what is your haiku it's pretty
0: aight. It's heavy metal music with a proggy twist.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> How uh, many
2: syllables are in, I-I- in I-I- or aight? It's, it's,
0: it's, a, it's a good fill-all. Yes. You can make it be six syllables
1: if you needed it to. Yes. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku?
3: A lot of good crunch with the right amount of clean. Rotation.
1: Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haiku. Uh, tightly done vocals with some good guitar wailing. Good power metal.
2: Uh, and Patrick. Patrick, what is your haiku? Seven string metal. Loomis makes the best riffage. Quality shredding.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Fellow okay. shredders built a
0: lap. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Will it shred?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Those are our haiku reviews, and that concludes our thoughts on Nevermore's "Dead Heart in a
2: Dead World." Uh, Dead it's Heart, such an, an uplifting Dark. title that I will grant it. It is. It is the anti-uplifting title. Dead, dirt hurt and dirt beard. Uh, as I try
1: to Re- say it.
0: Award nominated but recused
1: podcast. Exactly, uh, yeah.
3: We would have won that shit.
1: We would have, <laughs> and we not would by not our merits, but we would not have earned it, and we would have been weird. <laughs> we yeah, away. it would have sucked. We would have had <laughs> listeners and stuff
0: for like at least an episode. We don't want that. Hey,
3: we've had listeners for an episode. Thanks.
2: <laughs> what's uh, Baby Metal making another record? But I'm...
3: I was gonna say, what's Baby Metal's newest record? Maybe we need to pick that
1: one again. I mean, we've done both of them, so <laughs> yeah, we gotta wait for the next one. You know, they don't do it like like K-pop where they come out every year <laughs> or every few months. Uh, but yeah, you can of course find this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Play Record Breakers, the home game follow follow along with us at, uh, along at home do your homework uh, presumably next week's record will be on there as well uh, and it will be repri- it will be provided by Brett Brett what do you got for us
0: well we're gonna go on a magical tour of an album I don't even think I've heard all of um, but it's it's gonna be another slow pitch down the middle if I know you guys um, it is the nineteen and Eighty-five self-titled album from Paul Hardcastle.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, you will be intrigued. The, you sorry, will I'm, be very intrigued? The uh, the self-titled Paul <laughs> Hardcastle. Um, and it is. Wait, okay, so there are
2: several Paul Hardcastle. It's the one from 1985, simply called Paul, Paul Hardcastle.
1: Because there's four part, at least four of them. Uh, yeah, look forward to that. Paul Hardcastle. Let's roll fizzle beef. Uh,. <laughs> Look forward to that discussion, but that's next week, and this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Habbitbird. H i b b i t y b i b b a r d. Drew is at X Juicer for X. I'm at PD Rave. This show's four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com, recordbreakerspodcast@gmail.com, podcast.com. at gmail.com. Rebelly.net for this and the other content. Rebelly TV on YouTube, on Twitch, and a couple other places, I imagine. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, like, share, subscribe. Do all the things. Until next time. los levels. Toodaloo.